Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey, everyone, this is John Roca for Collider. If you like this show, you need to check out Penn's Sunday School with magician and entertainer Penn Gillette. Each week, Penn talks to celebrities, magicians, and other entertainers about whatever he wants. Past guests include Phil Rosenthal, Dr. Joel Furman, and writer and director Kevin Smith. So check out Penn's Sunday School weekly on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Napa Know How. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Turn quick stops for this and that into quick stops for cash back. With new Chase Freedom Flex, you'll earn 3% cash back at drugstores. Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cars are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank N.A., member FDIC. So, Josh McCougas here, and we're yeah. breaking the rule of Rule of Two again, again. for a second and, week and, in a row. Yeah. And why is he here? I mean, that's the bigger question. The, the, wise, the, rule break. the whys, the hows, and the whats. Okay. McCougs, I have to ask a question. Yes. I have to ask a question. Yeah. Right off the bat. Josh, yeah. you are one of the more – I think it's fair to say you're one of the more visible guys at Collider, right? Visible? Yeah, sure. visible, like out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like like in, terms of, in terms of our personalities, yeah. right? Popularity, popularity personalities. All, He's Wild Berries fans. All uh, well-deserved. McCoogs. Thank is, you. Yeah. Right? All yeah. well-deserved. Okay. But now typically as it happens with personalities is that personalities start developing signatures with the fans. Uh-huh. Right? There's expectations. There's sometimes stereotypes, mm-hmm. right? Um, is it fair to say that the stereotype around you is that you don't, that you're not really much of a Star Wars guy? 
I would think that's pretty spot on. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I like them. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know people didn't like the prequels until I got to work here. And right. I, was like, oh, I mean, the prequels are terrible. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Okay, good. The ones yeah. with the lightsabers? <laughs> yeah. It's still a Star Wars movie, right? Like, exactly. Did we see different movies? Okay. Right, right, yeah. right. Fair enough. That's yeah. yeah. That's kind of why we did this because yeah. here on this episode of Rule of Two, uh, we are going to discuss Solo, mm-hmm. a Star Wars story. By the way, this is episode eight. Of Rule wow. of Two. Episode 8. And uh, Solo, the Blu ray, is coming out next week. Uh, there is already the digital version out there. And John Kasdan, co writer of yep. Solo, a Star Wars story, dropped 52 useless facts <laughs> about this is what he said uh, right. 52 useless uh, it, solo it factoids. It is called 52 useless factoids. I, I, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, I, do, my, I do my research yeah, before yeah, every These are not the factoids <laughs> you're looking for. This is correct. So, and he put them out there on the internet <laughs> and. Uh, it's, I'm going to go right there. I'm going to yeah. pull off the Band-Aid. Uh, Fernandez and I, or Darth, or Mark Sidious and uh, Darth Rylas. <laughs> we forget about that whole name thing all the time. <laughs> I forget because they've been calling me Yodi for my entire life. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Ewok 4 yeah, in Return of the oh, Jedi. That's right. Yeah, yeah. What is McCougar's Star Wars name? He needs one, right? Ewok 4? Is that your name? <laughs> yeah, sure. Ewok 4. Ewok 4. <laughs> Ewok 4. I'm that's, hairy enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm somewhat jovial, and I'm not good with weapons that aren't rocks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so yeah. Ewok number four Ewok is number joining four. us because. Okay, so I'm going to rip off the band aid. Yeah. Say what I was going to say. Fernandez and I didn't like Solo that much. We okay. we had our problems with it. It's not one of my. It's not up there as far as yeah. Star Wars stories or movies are concerned. Yeah. There are there are things I do really like, but we'll get into that. Josh McCuga or Ewok number four. <laughs> did like solo yeah, and yeah. Uh, so just tell me a little bit about what what you liked about solo okay han solo is my favorite character in the star wars film mostly because i look at him as indiana jones right right okay yeah. um, obviously besides being the same actor obviously that i think there it's a similar personality everything kind of kind of the same they, they encapsulate the same kind of ideals if you will yeah um and for me i think that uh, alden ehrenreich was a fin- is a fantastic actor i love donald glover i thought this movie encapsulated what han solo is and what if we were going to look at a prequel or what han solo is supposed to be it is a heist film it's a heist movie it's uh with a lot of star wars tones and you know kind of callbacks or whatever i think it has a great ticking clock it's a lot of fun there's some good humor are there misses? Of course there's misses. I yeah. think there's misses in every Star Wars movie. But from beginning to end, I had a great time with this movie. So when I found out that nobody liked Solo, again, I was like, why? Tell me. And I know that the, you got your, your the Star Wars purists always come at me with, well, you don't know. You don't know this. And I, okay. Maybe right. I don't. Look, and this is very important, okay? Because yeah. we didn't want to do a Rule of Two episode because it's against the Rule of Two code mm. to just bang on something. Yeah, and I, I'm going to try to I'm going to remain devil's advocate. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm going to try to steer it that way. Yeah, but I wanted to have Makuga on to give us a little perspective as we yeah. start the discussion to have the other you know the other side of the coin. You yes, know what I, mean? I totally agree. And I maybe wanted him... from a layman. Is that fair? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I wanted him on there too because I understand when people tell me they really like this movie. I do. I completely understand it. It didn't do it for me because I felt like I've seen this movie before. Yeah. I've seen everything in the Star Wars universe for better or for worse. So for me, I, it wasn't – nothing really was added to it for me that I was like, well, we needed that movie. But again, devil's advocate. I see why people liked it. There are some great moments even for me. 
But Makuga, with your Star Wars movies out there, yes. um, what are some of your favorites? Let's well, let's get a little bit of a temperature here. See, okay. I'm, I, when you guys call me layman, I know that my, my Marvel... I call you layman for the it's record. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, it's I good. And, and, no, and I'll okay. go to bat no, for you on this. I will go to bat no. and I'll stick up for you uh, I know I know a ton of useless knowledge about a ton of movies. I don't know a lot of mo- knowledge about certain movies. Okay? Right. But I've seen every Star Wars. I really enjoy them. And I know that for a fact that Rogue One is in my top three. I love Rogue One. There I think that Rogue One is a I love super Rogue- fun Rogue movie. One as well. Uh, I've never been a huge Empire Strikes Back fan. I think it's good, but I've never been the biggest. And, okay, that's and where we draw the line. Get see, out. There you go. Yeah, no, okay. I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. Uh, but, you know, I love Ant-Man. That's probably my favorite Marvel movie. Right. So there it is. I have different opinions about certain things because I look for certain things. And for me, because this was outside of the trilogy, it was outside of the saga or mm-hmm. whatever we're calling it. There's like 900 yeah, saga. saga. <laughs> uh, because it was outside of it, it gave me a little more perspective on what Star Wars films can do and how much fun they can be. Right. And that's, that's great. And that's, that's why a great I like, way to put that's it. That's why I like Just it. as a straight-up heist film, mm-hmm. you liked it on its own, on that merit by itself? Didn't even, from that perspective, it seemed all a little contrived? No, I, I think the entire Star Wars world is sort of contrived, so why not just... It let it let it keep, right. Let You're it, saying like almost like the myth of heists, right? Like like if Star Wars saga is about the hero's journey, yeah, and it has this very meticulous thing. Mm-hmm. Why not the heist film be the template? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it was. I think if anything, Solo was a heist film mixed with a western in yeah. space. Right. And I, I I don't see the western part of it. Oh, you didn't really see what? Oh, that I did. It's a def- it definitely has like a hell or high water kind of the, the whole heist that uh, begins. And, and by the way, we're going to spoil this, so hopefully you've yeah, seen Solo. A, yeah, uh, because I think we can't really talk about it without spoiling it. And sure. it's been out for many yeah, many yeah, months. Spoiler heavy. Spoiler, spoiler heavy. heavy. Spoiler <laughs> alert. So the, there's one person I know loves spoiling things more than anybody. It's <laughs> that guy, old yeah. Marky Fernandez. Oh, over here. Well, first yes. of all, it's just like. Look, if we're going to take the trouble to talk about something, yeah. you have to assume that you've watched it to relate to us. A there non-spoiler no... conversation lasts eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this, and is, this is spoiler heavy. And why, if you're tuning into this going, hey, the, the title is going to be something about right. Solo, the Blu-ray, and all these useless factoids that, that the writer put out there. Why are you watching this if you haven't seen it? So anyways, um, <laughs> but I saw, the, I saw the Western in there. I mean the train heist. Is basically a train robbery from a western. Yeah, I mean, I got it. And then you have outlaws coming in, or Enfys Nest in the movie. Outlaws coming in and try to take their, you know, thing. What, what was your favorite part about the movie? I think my favorite part about the movie was seeing um, a different take on a classic character in mm-hmm. in like an own actor's. They so did, Alden Ehrenreich's performance, you you enjoyed. I, lo- I really loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I think that a lot of times what you get when you do those types of movies is you get an impersonation of the actor. So when you see a prequel right. with a different actor, you see like, oh, I'm going to try and do my best Harrison Ford. I think he did his best Han Solo. I, right. I agree. I actually had zero problem with Alden, and yeah. I thought he was fantastic. I had a huge problem with Alden. Yeah, He's I know. Too they're, short. They're, yeah, <laughs> too short. That might be one of them um, where, you know, okay, he's not going to look like Han Solo. Have the what, Tom Cruise he, is short. Tom's yeah, but Tom Cruise. First of all, Tom Cruise is an American sure. like like icon and American treasure. And all this is a great actor, but like it's young. It's young in his career. So when you we look don't at the know original Star Wars films, yet. like the actual method of the of the shapes and the lines and all this stuff, right? And you look at the original crew, mm. Han Solo is the adult man in the no, room. Right. That makes sense. You, you know, Luke's. Definitely shorter than him, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Luke's also shorter than him, like, you know, um, allegorically. You know, yeah. he's like a kid, where Han Solo is like the dude, you yeah. know? Yeah. He's the alpha male. 
Yeah. Okay, I guess that's what I'm really trying to say. He's the alpha male. And you didn't feel like Alden Ehrenreich was alpha? Oh, my Lord, no. Okay. And see, I could close. see... Did you, see... did you feel like he was alpha? Yeah. But I could see him coming it, into that alpha-ness with not with the, not, later. Not, not with his love interest. His love interest was in, had hand in that relationship, as it were. Mm. Right? Uh, but he's, not, he's not alpha with Woody Harrelson, right? Because he's like Woody Harrelson's like But you have to. Trainee. I think that's the character journey, sure. right? But even with uh, Lando, he's not alpha with him, right? He's right. always kind of getting – Yeah, but Lando's been screwing him over for since the Empire yeah. Strikes Back. So. And he did yeah, get screwed I, over. And I will say this. Never trust I Lando. Loved, <laughs> I loved the end. I loved – the fu and it was the an little switch fu. At the end. It's one of the better parts to of George the Lucas, and not not an fu to him, but it's like Han shot first. Mm-hmm. He pulls out that gun, quick draw, Western blows away right. Beckett right. first, right. and that was my favorite part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you, you because to, of yeah, you have to wade through two hours of other weird stuff sure, to get there. But you do, and there is wade. I think you're hanging around in the lazy river, just enjoying the ride. <laughs> and there's some factoids it does have a here. Lazy river vibe to it. That's fair. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, lazy fare with this. There's a lot of uh, uh, lazy river. There's a lot of factoids <laughs> here. But Solo was out. It's coming out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Josh McCuga liked it. I did. And yeah, I appreciate you chiming in. Yeah. Yep. You can and see look, where I'm going I'm, with this. I'm, I'm glad. And he created a filter for us as yes. we enter our discussion to see a point of view that was positive. I think that, Absolutely. That's important. that's important. It is an important piece of rule of two is to find that balance, to celebrate, to discuss and debate and have fun because it's Star Wars, yeah. right? And so with that, thank you, Josh McCuga. Ewok 4, out. Ewok 4, <laughs> out. And for everybody listening at home, this is rule of two. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales price does not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pit Boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Who knew that? Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chain to increase its range. Weird, right? Who the, I, I didn't know any of this stuff. I'm terrible with cars. but Well, here's another tip you also might know about. True car, it also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying expense, whether you buy new or used. 
And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid. So they know if they're getting a good deal before they're buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. I'm going to tell Ellis because he needs it. Some features are not available in all states. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. That's right. It's episode eight of Rule of Two. It's a an official spinoff of the Jedi Council podcast one feed, Collider's Jedi Council, the Star Wars show that celebrates Star Wars. Jedi Council is every Thursday live at 10 a.m. and Rule of Two is every Wednesday. And here we are, episode eight. I am Darth Rylas, joined, as always, by Mark Sidious, Master. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you, brother? I'm fine. I'm fine now. Good. This is good. We did a little opening with Josh McCuga, yeah. uh, the wild man who dropped in to talk his uh, love of Star Wars, set which he palette. does like. He set, did. Set the palette of positivity as we enter a discussion that I think we're both kind of passionate about, That's, maybe on the other side. I, I love my Star Wars, yeah. and I love my Star Wars even when I didn't like a particular movie that much. That's what a Star Wars fan, in my opinion, if you like your Star Wars and you don't like the particular movie, I know you're going to find things you like. But I know that we don't also have to yell and scream at people for it. It's oh, like – Without a doubt. Let's just yeah, have yeah. a conversation. Why didn't you like it? Why did I? Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, yeah. this is Rule of Two. It's on Podcast One, Collider, Jedi Council feed. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, leave a comment here. Tell us how we're doing. I am at Riley Around on Twitter, and he is at Mark Fernandez on Twitter. You can hit us up there as well, but we're going right into it. It is Solo, a Star Wars story. The Blu-ray is coming out next week. The digital copy is out there, and to celebrate, co-writer John Kasdan mm. went to Twitter and he dropped you 52 useless solo factoids and tidbits for anyone who's interested. Yeah. And you immediately tagged me and said, well, I know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I found it fascinating when I started reading through them. Um, mm-hmm. I found it fascinating around the timing. Yeah. I, I found it fascinating. It's almost like his, um, you know, 97, you know, like like the 97 thesis of, of Martin Luther, mm. you know, you know, hit up on the, uh, the Church of Wittenberg. Right. Saying, here's my, you know, here's my point of view around something that I know maybe the expectations that I had for it weren't received as such with the public and right. I thought it was very interesting and you know it's it's interesting you know what though we took it differently so uh, keeping with the theme of rule of two yeah, like yeah, yeah. all from a certain point of view yeah uh, you uh, brought up it was 52 excuses for the movie correct am I correct in saying that that's what you kind no, of no, took no. from it right away that's kind of I kind of took it as like here here is a film that was not received well. Yeah. Okay. And he's obviously very aware of it, right? Yes. Um, here are fifty-two things that might make it better. So not excuses. Mm, got it. But like, here's here's like, before you go off and keep judging this thing, right? Let me give you a little context around right. some of the thoughts and the creative process around it. So yeah, to some degree, it did have the. 
hey guys, you know, uh, I know you didn't like the movie, but here are things like that maybe will make you like it a little bit better if you see it from my perspective. Got it. I'm a little bit. I can go a little bit closer to that opinion as well. Yeah. Because I think what uh, it's no secret now since the cold opening, we did mention this. Fernandez and I are pretty much on the same page uh, for yeah. for you know this happens in yeah. Star Wars. You're going to be on the same page with your friends and your colleagues and your and the people out there in the Star Wars world. You're going to be on complete opposite sides. You're yeah. going to like some and not the other. Isn't that what's great about Star Wars? Isn't that great Absolutely. about movies? Absolutely. And look, when you disagree, you can come down and, and, and sit and talk about it. Yeah, but look, I have to give you the not so pretty side because Riley's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, as a homework assignment. Mm. Okay, that we knew about after we saw the tweet, we both had the homework assignment to actually rewatch the film. rewatch the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to admit, I tried in three unique occasions to mm. do it. I've seen the film, just to be very clear. I, I saw it on opening night, but um, me too. I could not sit through it in every, in any of the three attempts, and I even started the second attempt where I left off the first and mm. the third and so on, and I still couldn't get through it. Yeah, we so my my thing I went to the premiere with you guys. Yeah. Uh I then took my fiance Julie opening night. Nice. So uh, I've twice. seen it twice. Yep. And so for this, I did sit down to watch it again and uh with my fiance I said I have some homework to do and she went I'll, I'll just kind of sit next to you and do some work myself and I'll watch it with you cuz I only saw it once. She said I only saw it once. <laughs> and I put it on and 15 minutes in she looked at me and said I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, I went. It was a very, it was very sincere. It was very sincere. Yeah, she went. You know what? I've seen it, and it really, it's, it's not getting me. And I went, okay, I, I understand. And so we turned it off. I, I don't want to force her. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's already doing enough by yeah, like yeah. with Look, my you movie guys have habit. Limited time together. You yeah. want to enjoy something together. It makes perfect sense. Exactly. Exactly. So we didn't exactly uh, watch it again, but I think that's a sign um, as to why I, I'm gonna. I'm a completist with my Star Wars. I might buy it. Um, you know, yeah, I've been I, on the I, fence about physical, buying it. Physical, physical, because oh, okay, yeah. digitally, I bought it. <laughs> oh, digitally, you did buy it last night. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's fine. It, it is what it is. I think it's just the movie. No matter where it landed with people, I think that there is a conversation to be had about why it didn't land as well because of be it critics, be it box office, but it. It is the Star Wars movie that is probably going to gross the least amount of money, which is very interesting in our culture right now of Star Wars is that you have even – a lot of people said The Last Jedi uh, could have caused some of the divisiveness leading into Solo, which could have been maybe a little bit of Star Wars fatigue. Mm. Uh, I, I happen to think there's a smidge of that mixed with Avengers Infinity War, Deadpool 2, a number of movies that were huge – Opening in the summer along with the yeah. Star Wars movie and a quick turnaround. You're not getting the Star Wars out of your system after The Last Jedi and you blink and right, there's right. there's another like, one. It's like The Last Jedi is kind of like the LeBron James of Star Wars movies. Ooh. Okay. Greatest of all time? No, because LeBron <laughs> James is not the greatest of all time. <laughs> oh, is it? oh, I but see. But LeBron goodness. James is um, a stupendous winner. Yes. And very successful. Yes. So let's not forget that The Last Jedi, I believe, is the third highest grossing film of all time, maybe? No, not of all time now. That's Force. That's Force Awakens. Force is two. Yeah, uh, if we're talking, still one. If we're talking uh, domestic, um, I'm going to pull it up. Let's talk global. Let's, you know, we're, we're global people. 
Yeah. Uh, let me see all time. So I think that if you can look at – I'm going to look at where The Last Jedi is. So yeah, yeah. you want domestic or worldwide? Global, yeah. Global. Here we go. Worldwide, uh, number one is Avatar. Yeah. Number two is Titanic. Okay. Number three is The Force Awakens. Yeah. Number four is Infinity War. Yeah. Number five is Jurassic World, which shocks me. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, but... I like Jurassic World, but yeah, yeah. I mean just it's fifth. So hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't believe it. If uh, – okay. The Last Jedi drops in at number 11. Okay. Still... Right behind Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 2. It's all which time great. Which is insane. It's all time great. Yeah. When you yeah. think that there was so much hate that we were hearing about it. And people saying that it actually failed right. because they were comparing it to Force Awakens, which is a whole different conversation. Sure. The the Last Jedi did not fail, and that's what you're alluding to. Yeah, I mean, the Last Jedi uh, was a uh, Fa- uh, bo- box office wise. You can say it, it failed story wise. Whatever. It's the eleventh highest all time grossing you know grossing film. Yes. Okay. So, so so just not to do a comparative analysis here. Um, where is uh, Rogue One on that list? Rogue One Glo- is global. Yeah, global. Uh, we have it. At number 27. Okay. So 27, Rogue One, mm-hmm. all right, all time. So that's all Star Wars um, franchise uh, brand Halo. Okay. Would you agree there with is. that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Last Jedi, obviously a saga film, right? Yep. Episode 8. Episode 8. For the love of God. Right. Okay. Now, Han Solo, would you say that Han Solo comes into this film with a pre-existing brand Halo? Much better, much bigger than the people of Rogue One, correct? I, I would say so, yes. Okay. So by using just that simple thing, if you told it to somebody that knows nothing about anything, they could right. make a, um, a fairly good conclusion mm-hmm. that Han Solo would fall somewhere in between Rogue One and The Last Jedi. I would say that, that, that your numbers check out. Right. I would say I totally it's agree logical. with that. It's logical. Yeah. You have facts to back it up yeah. You know, as far as you know, fan appreciation, Han Solo being one of the most, if not – the most Josh iconic McCuga, just a favorite few, character. Gave testament just a few minutes ago. Ken Napsok, I believe. Also his favorite. Favorite. Yep. yep. He's a Star Wars guy. Uh, you know me. I'm a Luke guy myself. Yeah. I'm an Anakin uh, and guy. And you're an Anakin guy. Yeah. You can fall all over the place with these characters. But yes. So to your point, yeah, I think would, that a lot of people the love Han expectations, right? Yes. The expectations are everybody. I mean, so and I got it too. Yeah, yeah. And I talked to you about it. Yeah. As we got closer and we're walking and maybe, you know, we were seeing it through rose colored glasses, but we're walking on the red carpet and doing our thing with at the premiere. But by the time I sat down, I went, I can't wait. I can't I, wait. I'm like, I'm feeling Remember this. Remember me with Ron Howard and yeah. Willow, the Willow connection. The Willow connection. Ron Howard, the ultimate prequelist. Yep. You know, um, Ron I, Howard, who uh, I, I liken to a father running the grill at yeah. a big banquet barbecue family reunion. Yeah. He I just think, he just knows his stuff. So 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 just to finish that last point though. Yeah. Uh, so we can create some mathematical context. Where is Solo on that list? As uh, as far as what. The, the global grossing. Does it go that oh, deep? Oh, I don't even know if it goes that deep. Uh, let's see here. I'm not seeing it yet. Are you past 50? I'm, pa- I'm way past 50. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not even it's not even in the top 100. Let me see. I mean, I'm going to go I'm going to go solo. Yeah, I think A-star. it's worth it just to, to, to create. Look, we're, we're trying to build a case for our opinion here, right? Yeah. Let me see where it's landing. I got it at now. Lifetime worldwide gross is three hundred ninety-two million. That's 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 bad. Okay, that's bad. Uh, 
let me see if I can find it on the yeah. But so so the point on is, the list. is that it's definite like way. It's so far below twenty seven mm-hmm. that we can't even find it on the list. Right. Okay. So I it's, love this theory, and I want to. All, I, it's two hundred and seventy nine. Two hundred and seventy nine. Right. Yeah. It's two the, orders. It's, two orders of magnitude. Yes. Below twenty seven. Right. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. That's insane for a Star Wars movie. I mean, looking at the numbers again. Yeah. It's insane. So look. Let me ask you a question because I'm really actually – now we're flowing. and I, I'm, I'm, This might be a good conversation. We can get to this as well, but yeah, this is cool. Yeah, yeah but, but, but let me ask you a question. Hmm. You as a Last Jedi guy, yeah. right? For, and it's not like it's a crazy opinion because, look, we just saw mathematical data that backs up yes. your opinion. And not, I didn't even mention the Blu-ray sales. It's the highest-selling Blu-ray of this year over Black Panther for now. Right. Well, we'll say because Black Panther was out a little bit, a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, or, or or came out, you know. Yeah. Last Jedi was out a little bit longer, whatever it may be. So okay. it might change. So 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 I have my question. I'm not going to forget it. But can you look really quick and see where Revenge of the Sith is? Mm, just yeah. just just for my own personal uh, reality check. Yep, I will do that. I think the Revenge of the Sith is uh, all be. time box office. I think Global. it's it box office mojo, right? That's the yeah, site that's we use. that's yeah, it's the jam. Shameless plug there. It's a it's a it's a great plug rank all time domestic thirty seven, wow okay and all time worldwide sixty six wow so Rogue One based on the math based on the consumption my boss over at Rockstar always told me that validation is consumption absolutely you know I like that and like it just basically means that you know the Beatles will always be the greatest band because of how much they have consumed right or right. have been consumed same with Drake you know same with Beyonce it's like things that Make a lot of money. Lost World. Uh, I'm sorry, Jurassic World. Or Jurassic whatever. World. Yeah. You have to take note in the things that go super mainstream, right? There's, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. there's validity. There's yeah. validity. Super mainstream. It's, it, there's a reason for it because it means that people are coming back to see it again. Right. That's where I take it. Right. So, you know. So, but but now let me ask you this question because this has been floating around the internet and okay. I've seen some great Reddit discussions on it and yeah. I don't think I've ever heard your opinion on this. Oh, okay. Do you think? That this massive drop off from 267 to mm. 27 between mm-hmm. Solo and Rogue One, do you think that that was influenced by the qualitative feedback that people got from The Last Jedi? Like, did The Last Jedi influence that two order of magnitude drop between Rogue One and I don't Solo? Think so. I don't think so. I, I don't think it influenced that. That you're speaking on the divisiveness. I'm speaking that. Because we just said that on franchise alone, mm-hmm. okay, and with the recognition of a character like Han Solo, mm-hmm. okay, who's many people's most beloved character, mm-hmm. that the movie was fair to say would fall between 27 and 11. Sure. Right? It's yep. logical. Logical. It fell 267. Yeah. So what's the reason for that? One theory is that because The Last Jedi was so bad mm-hmm. or perceived as such by so many people that it influenced this massive drop in interest in Solo. I don't think – the people that didn't like The Last Jedi influenced the people um, – influenced the, the huge drop-off. Mm-hmm. I think that – and I'm going to go for a very simple science experiment that I do all the time with movies. Did my mother see it? Right. It's very simple. She did not see it. Solo. You know why? It wasn't Harrison Ford. Right. She went, I don't – I'm not interested in, uh, Harrison Ford, in, a, in a movie about Han Solo that doesn't have Harrison Ford. 
I think that there are – I think that what you're referencing is one of the many reasons. I think Harrison Ford not being the character influenced it. Yeah. I think the fact that The Last Jedi came out six months or five months earlier influenced. I think maybe the, that – actually, that's a very good point. The, I think the, the divisiveness of Last Jedi, that there are some people that hated Last Jedi so much that they did in fact boycott it and didn't go. I don't think that's a big number. Right, that's right. not going to it's affect like extreme, the grosses like that. That is a very small percentage point, but it goes into my thinking as well. Mostly, I think that it was a crowded summer. It was a quick turnaround. I think there was a little bit of the 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 waves behind the making of the movie. The changes in the directors caused it a little bit. I think you had a perfect storm of reasons, and you cannot pinpoint just one. I really don't think you can pinpoint just one. But if I waited it. Mm. I think it was that it came out so soon after The Last Jedi in a crowded summer Did of Did your mom see Rogue One? My mom saw Rogue One. On yeah. her own thing. D- yeah, she goes every Tuesday with her friends. Here's why Solo missed it. Not only was it Harrison Ford, Han Solo. She also said, why is there a movie about Han Solo? I know every- – pretty much saying I know everything I need right. to know. And then this is the my why I'm waiting box office. Yeah. She – was a little bit behind. She also does the independent releases. She does a lot of movies. She went and saw Infinity War first. Yeah. Okay, but this was close to Solo coming out. Deadpool two, and then a number of movies just caught her eye more because it was the crowded summer. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest reason. Because if I look at my mother, who sees everything, and decided in a crowded summer that you know what, Harrison Ford's not in it. I don't really need to see a solo movie. Yeah. Let's skip it. And when you say that, I think that represented a huge amount of people that said, you know what, Infinity Wars, everybody's talking about that. Harrison Ford's not in this. I didn't really need a solo movie, so we're going to skip this one. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. First of all, it's very – it's a lot It's a lot to think about, and it's a yeah. lot of good stuff there. Thank you. Um, so just – are you saying then that potentially if they had – optimized some of these marketing and release strategies because that's really what you're talking about, right? I think so too, yeah. We, we didn't see a trailer for a very long time. Right. So if it would have been released, let's say, this Christmas. I think it would have done much better. Absolutely. We would have had a little bit more time to breathe. Um, the it fact given that given us – I mean the Christmas with Star Wars is my, is my favorite thing, but going, going with my brother and my, you know, and, my, and my nephews. There's something magical about it now that, yeah. that thanks to Disney – Re, you know, buying the property and launching it again because they needed time yeah. to get Force Awakens ready. They went, you know what? Because Force Awakens was originally going to come out in May. That was where Star Wars was kind of yeah. planting yeah, their no, flag. It's, it's there has never been a better marriage of a of a movie franchise and a season other than Star Wars and in Christmas. Absolutely. In Christmas, the it, holiday it's absolutely season. their best their best choice. There's something about yeah. walking to the theater, right. Wherever you are in a crisp night. Yeah. With seeing the lights, yeah. knowing it's that you're maybe on vacation from work. Yeah. Yeah. I but And again, it also helps you when you go to the toy store. It helps you when you go – that's synergy right there, man. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to go buy them some presents. Yeah. You know, like I was ready to say, you know, I don't think it would have made that huge difference. But now thinking about it solo coming up this Christmas. Yeah. We would have been easier mm-hmm. on him because like they did release it so close to The Last Jedi, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's five months later. 
And and also, I mean, think about it with Christmas though. And, and that last I know, Jedi I know, hate lasted for a long time. It, it I really mean, did. Still, we still see the remnant soldiers of it out there. Absolutely, I, I think it hasn't died. I mean, it's died down for sure. But I think that that, I mean, I couldn't stop seeing Solo and Last Jedi mentioned together. They right. were all like, so. I think that if you listen really closely, yeah. Right, you can probably pick up on the microphone the beginning of the Schmodown. Is that what it is? Yeah. I just stopped. I went. Yeah, that's cool. That's so it's cool. A little Easter egg there for you guys. Yep, the Easter egg. We are uh, recording during a Schmodown. Um, yeah, I think that when you put it at Christmas, you have the toys, you have kids wanting to see it because kids love Solo. Yeah. I'm not going to take it away from a lot of. I saw those kids. I saw them dressing up as Lando and 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 Han Solo and. Walk out of the theater yeah. then and go. You want a Han Solo figure? Right. Yeah. Go to the game store. The game comes. The out. game comes out. All of that kind of tied merchandise together. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. But you're right. I, the the Last Jedi soldiers, as you, you you put them, like that conversation was still happening yeah. somewhat when we got into Solo. But you can't argue too that I mean, Infinity War was dominating the, the the conversation. Right, and that was around the same time, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, April twenty seventh. Yeah, they moved it back a week. Right, and then but it kept going. Right, all the all the fandom. Right, like yeah. like our kind of our demographic. Yes, right? or or our sociographic. You know, I, I should mean, say they still want. We we're exhausted by this point. Yeah, I think. And then Deadpool, Deadpool two yeah. comes out. You the know, next weekend or something. Yeah, right? or, yeah. Deadpool two came out on May eighteenth, my birthday. Yeah, I remember this because I was like, thanks for the nice present. But a week later is when Solo came out. Right. So – and Deadpool 2 barely, if I remember correctly – well, no. It, it took the number one spot. I shouldn't say that. It took the number one spot. But yeah. then Solo barely takes the number one spot because it opened under 100 million, which is – Like 80-something, right? Yeah, 80 – yeah. I think it was 80-something. So look, you have, you have that to wash into the Solo discussion. Yeah. You obviously have the fact that Lord and Miller were canned, you know. Yeah. And they they need to do a ton more I have reshoots. A source about that actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something for the show or just in general, like no, no, off no, camera. I'll say it for the show. We'll say it's it now. Source. Just, just say it. It's because yeah. I need to know that. Yeah. I, well, I want to know is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I know somebody, mm -hmm. right? I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to say who, you know where the source is. Yeah. But that has intimate knowledge of the situation. Okay. Okay. And um, and bottom line is is that Lawrence Kasdan and um, John Kasdan, his uh, son, I believe no, it was his father. Yeah, this is this is what I heard. Okay, his father's credited as a writer too. Yeah, they co-wrote the script. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it was the father. Okay, but this is very specifically about had a horrible relationship with Lord Miller. I heard that too. Okay, that yeah. this was like like it was mega drama. Because okay. Lord Miller were thrown out of script. Yeah, I'm not sure. Look, I well, to, and when I say throw like, it I'm out, be very careful what I'm saying because I'm going to say exactly what I heard. Just yeah. not like I'm not going to embellish, right? Because I have thoughts about why things happened, mm -hmm. but that's conjecture, right? So I'm going to eliminate the conjecture out of it and just keep it to what I actually heard, right? Okay. These two people couldn't stand each other. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was bad. Yeah, it created a toxic environment um, around the film. Yeah. Okay, and that Lawrence Kasdan. Okay, um, was pretty much communicating to Alden Ehrenreich mm -hmm. that he was potentially being marginalized, like almost lobbying Ehrenreich yeah. to turn on Lord and Miller. Ooh. Okay, and mm. now 
that's slight conjecture, but literally, like that was the proposal, okay? Yeah. Or, or, or that that's what was kind of going on, and then Alden Ehrenreich did in fact stand up mm. against these folks, along with Lawrence Kasdan, and I'm sure all kinds of things that I didn't hear about, um, and that they brought in Ron Howard. Yeah. Right. So in Hollywood, something that's really in, important to know is that at this level of Hollywood, the most important person on, on, on a film is the actor or the actress. I think especially – you know what? For this movie in particular – For every movie. Yeah. For every I mean, movie. I, I get it. But yeah, yeah. For, I think it's even – to your point is even more important because of the shoes he's trying to fill. Yes. Harrison Ford. Right. So – and I heard that too. I don't know. We, I don't know if it's – I don't – it's not the same person or people or whatever, but I – the reports from all the, and, the major trades said Just this. to finish the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, when Ron Howard came in, mm-hmm. okay, the vibe was supposedly spectacular. That the, that, there was that, a report that they did a round of applause when Ron Howard was announced coming to, to yeah. take it. And that even on the set, the vibe was great. And that's why my expectations for this film going in were so high because I had heard that story from somebody who I know was telling me the exact truth. Right. Right. I um, I like Ron Howard. I mm-hmm. like his legacy with Willow and George Lucas mm-hmm. and understanding all these things. I had huge expectations for it. You know, I did too. And unfortunately for us, now we'll move on to the next phase of this. It uh, we we our expectations weren't met. Uh, they uh, mine I Solo was hard for me. I was so bummed. I walked out of there that first time and I looked to Ken Napsok, who loved it. He loved yeah. Solo. Yeah. And he told me so. And I went, Ken. I don't know why I didn't like it. I, I, I'm trying to figure it out because as a Star Wars fan, I'm going to want to like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. And when I can't – Especially with your Last Jedi history. Yeah. Well, I mean it's like people – I don't care. Yeah. I love The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, but Solo is like I'm trying to like it, Ken. I'm really trying. I mean there are st- there's stuff in there that I absolutely adore. There's some moments in there I yeah. loved. Chewie and Han are Chewie, good. Chewie cool. and Han are great. But I, it just – it didn't – I said it at top. I felt like I've already seen all this. I already knew all this. I already knew he makes the Kessel Run. I already knew he shoots first, even when George Lucas said, he no, he didn't, and I'm changing the – nope, I'm sorry. You cannot take away 1977's New Hope for me right. because <laughs> I was there when Han shot first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. But I've, I knew all of this. Right. I didn't need to know the whole reason why Han yeah. and Chewie got together, but I loved right, the right, scene. Right. Um, I did like that. That was one of my favorites. So – it just kind of felt – and then at the very end, again, we, we mentioned the spoiler alerts. When Darth Maul shows up, I'm like, huh. Yeah. OK. Like I loved it. I geeked out. I was like, oh, you know, I kind of leaned forward. And I was smiled glad and went, that oh, he my was God. there, but I didn't like what the scene. It, it was then afterwards I went, huh, what are they doing? How are they going to do this? We'll never see it. Nobody's going to make a solo yeah. sequel with Darth Maul anymore. And like Darth Maul is such a silent assassin. He's such a stoic character, especially even those few little minutes that we got with him in, in The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Why is he turning on his lightsaber in the middle of a hollow uh, conversation? It's so anti-Star Wars. It's, it was, it makes it no was sense. to threaten Kira. I think well, it was – it was yeah, exactly. What are you going to do it through space? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Only Luke Skywalker can do that. <laughs> um I see. See how I'm going to use Luke yeah, Skywalker yeah, to be the most good, it was a good pull. brilliant was a good pull. Jedi, yeah. powerful. Anyways, I think it was a threat move, but yeah. it was also a move. And this is this is a big reason why. When he lights the lightsaber, it's to show some of the peeps that might not be like the Star Wars heads that we are. 
to go like, oh, yeah, he's, he's one of the – he's that guy. He's – you know, because he lights both ends. Right, right, right. Right? So that's going to – And it looks like one from like the cartoon show because uh, our friend, uh, you know, rightfully so, said if you want to be consistent with canon, yeah. it should look like this. And, and, and I think part of this factoids that makes me think about that is that, you know, it's pretty much out in the open now. Yeah. That this whole like um, Hidalgo uh, – Pablo sto- Hidalgo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole story group thing and this whole sanctity of the canon – it's not so sanctimonious anymore. Okay, people are pulling stuff from Wikipedia, like, right? You know, like <laughs> I mean, he he. And to your point on some of this, Kasdan, John Kasdan pulled uh, something from Wikipedia, the spaceport, yeah, in uh, Corellia, right? Um, and so you again, you read it a little differently than I did. I happen to like a lot of these factoids. Because I like – I love the making of movies. I mean yeah, yeah, the yeah, makings sure. of movies. I'm, I'm a nerd when it comes to like yeah. the bits and pieces that made something because making a movie is hard, man. It is. I've done it. I did it and it, 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 it worked in the, fence, in the sense that I have a movie that I could show people. But it's hard. So with this, then you, you lose your directors. You are recasting a, a, an, an icon. You are creating you – know, so many canon books are out there, but that's that. What, yeah. what can I say? So I'm trying to get to – because we're on the mall situation. Yeah, yeah. Read, read some of the ones that, 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 that you found interesting. So I'm jumping ahead all the yeah. way to 51. If you felt like it was just a cheap stunt, I suppose that's fair. But the truth is mall was built into the design of Solo in many subtle ways, including the name Crimson Dawn, the artifact in Dryden's study and Kira's use of Terakai. Maul is any is my favorite character. Terakasi. Terakasi. Okay, thank you. Maul is my favorite character from the prequel trilogy. Right. By the way, Terakasi was that PlayStation video game. That's where well, they got that. So, so Coronet and Terakasi are both integral parts of Star Wars Galaxies. Exactly. Well. Yeah. So that's where they use it. Uh, so uh, Maul is my favorite character from the prequel trilogy. I love that Dave Filoni brought him back and expanded on his story in Clone Wars, Clone Wars and Rebels. I love that there is at least some continuity between the shows and the movies. For me, Maul was destined to pass through Solo as the ultimate Star Wars Kaiser Soze. I love – see, I like that. OK. I like that too, but he's – this is my point, and I think I'm actually reading it correctly. This is like – this is – you can't beat somebody over the head with something. Okay. Uh, uh, um, Darth Maul is not the Kaiser Soze of Solo. If no. Darth Maul was the Kaiser Soze of Solo, it might have been a good movie. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be. Cut. Then Darth Maul, by this design, is not Darth Maul. He's another name, because Kaiser Soze reveals himself. Right. 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 Well, but not only that, but a Kaiser Soze. Even though you don't physically know that it's Kaiser Soze, you always see. Kevin Spacey in the film right. telling the story. He's got an integral part to the narrative. That's the only reason yep. that he's Kaiser Soze is because this whole time you've perceived him as some pathetic like like uh, uh, snitch, mm-hmm. right? If he's saying that Darth Maul's Kaiser Soze, Darth Maul needs to be more involved in the film other than something of reference to the Crimson Dawn. This it, is an excuse. This is BS. It, it, it's hard for me to disagree with that. It's yeah. hard for me because... Um, with the mall character in particular, I loved I loved the reveal. I you know, it brought me back to I loved the character in, in yeah, prequels. I mean, I, I, I was happy to see him again. I, you I, know, I, you nerd out a little bit. You're yeah. like, oh, and I and I flashed ahead, going, how is this going to come in? 
But at the same point, because I know Rebels and the Clone Wars and right. how Maul was utilized, I thought it was good that they, they used him. But when you put it in the movies and you're asking the audience to go, remember that character that was cut in half and you saw it happen? Right. He's not dead. And I think that is a giant leap for casual Star Wars fans who might have seen the prequels and might have seen it years ago and go, I remember that character. Right. But then to see him show up this way, I totally it agree. is so inside baseball for our Star Wars fans here. Crimson Dawn, Rebels, Clone right. Wars, you know why. Right. You see the, the robot legs. All very subtle hints. Nothing that's truly integrated into the narrative though. Yeah, so it's hard. That's my, that's yes. my issue with this. It's, like, hard this to, yes. it's hard to jump from Phantom Menace seeing a character killed like that because – I'm going to say it. Yeah. I think when you take a character that was cut in half and say, no, they didn't die in the movies without any explanation right. is risky. Right, because you have it in the – you're like, like Rebel uh, – I'm sorry, not Rebels. Clone Wars was a uh, George Lucas baby. He was yes. very, very involved in it. And Filoni too. And, and Filoni, yeah. of course, Filoni was the, you know, was the showrunner on it. But like ultimately, George Lucas was very involved Yes, in in Clone Wars, and they had the time to explain yeah. why Maul lived. So, so if I'm reading this from from uh, John Kasdan, then I'm saying what you really wanted to do was have Maul in the film from the beginning in all three acts, and have his narrative develop into some kind of thing where you see that that he's in fact running the show. Yeah, like that's not what we got, brother. No, and it's, it's not even close. And it's hard for me to see he's my favorite character. Yeah, and then. To think, well, you're the writer, yeah. and then and you're telling me you have no power. Oh my god! Like, and then he's in me? it. It's like so. A lot of people, and this and this is fine wherever you land on this conversation. But yeah. I heard about Rogue One too. It was the best Star Wars fan film I've ever seen. Right, and I disagree with that because calling it a fan film, I believe, takes away from the power of the movie. Yeah, in I that agree. it's like, I oh, you're I like not, that movie. Yeah. you're not like, oh, it's 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 canon for me. Yeah, yeah, it's canon for me. I like it. Here we're walking that line. Maul was my favorite. He fanboyed out and put Maul in there. Right, without any, without earning it. Without earning it, it's yeah. hard. It is right. really hard. Let's go to another one because I know we've how long how long have we been running? Oh, we've been going forty five minutes already. All right. All yeah. right, so let's you know yeah so we're we're it's we're not going to go through every bit of yeah. this because I think the conversation is kind of great. Yeah, um, yeah. So that it turned into this. Here, this is one I want to bring up because yeah. I saw it land uh, on the internet kind of with a thud. Okay, and that's uh, Kasdan says that absolutely. Han told Leia about the thermal detonator that – remember he pretended to have a thermal detonator when it's he met solo. when he met Proxima? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good and then scene. it was it's a one rock. Of my favorite scenes in the movie actually. OK. So he is saying – I'm going to try to find it. He is saying – Leia or Akira? Uh, no. He, so Kazan is saying that, yes, Han told Leia about the move he made with Kira with the rock Pretending it was a thermal detonator. I'm going to try to find it because in the in the in the original trilogy. Yeah, so he's basically saying that that connection to Leia coming out with Return of the Jedi. Oh, I see. With, with a the, thermal detonator. With the faux detonator. Is that Han told her about it? Is that hey, I tried to do this with you, uh, know, you know Proxima. What? You know what? I've never speaking of echoes. That's one of my it's favorite an echo. scene. That's one of my favorite it's an scenes echo for sure. in Solo because I actually heard this also very intimately, mm -hmm. uh, uh, same source, that that scene was actually the finale of the Solo movie. 
Really? Okay. Yeah, like that. He brings out the detonator, was or 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 like really the you know the uh, the rock to like break through the glass was actually that 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 Proxima was the real bad guy, hmm. in the somehow in the original film. Interesting. I heard this. So yeah. Well, here I but found anyway, this. I had never made that connection between that and the and the Return of the Jedi scene. So here it is yeah. at number four, early on this this useless factoid list. He writes in all caps, of course. Han told the story to Leia about how Kira broke out of the den and the white worms, and that's what gave Leia the idea to pull a real thermal detonator when disguised as a bounty hunter, Bausch or Boosh, however you say it, in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. And for anyone who feels that maybe that didn't need to be explained, you're crazy. It had to be explained. I couldn't. I'm confused with this. Yes, I. Here, I'll break it down because I can't. I cannot disagree with this more. Okay, good. I can absolutely. Good. I look at this. And the reason it landed with yes, a thud, good, good. Let, the, let the hate I flow through you. Anger. One, one, <laughs> you're over – no, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. You are over-explaining this right now. Right. And when you say it had to be explained, I think that takes away from everything in that scene in Return of the Jedi to watch Leia walk in like a badass and go, clink, I'm going to throw this – MFN thermal detonator up your ass, Jabba, if right. you don't give me what I want. It is one of her best scenes in it's the whole It's one of her best. Yeah. And you're telling me that it wasn't her idea, it was Han's idea, and that's – she went, oh, yeah, he did that, so I'm going to do right. that. That's like the epitome of retcon. Retcon, I think it takes away, and I think this is why it landed with a thud, is that a lot of people had the trouble with that because it's retconning Leia's badassery. A yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Saying it that. wasn't her idea. I, I totally see that. Some people had an of, uh, offense to that. I'm taking more of offense because <clears throat> I love – I love – in my head canon, I love the idea of Leia going, I'm walking into this thing, right? And job is there. It's a one-way ticket. It's a one-way ticket. I love that. You're I right. Got, I, got, I got Chewbacca yeah. with me. I have Lando planted. Yeah. This is all. This is for all the marbles. This is for all the marbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm, it does if, take away from that. If it get, if yeah. it gets shitty in there, guys, I'm gonna throw the detonator. Yeah, and we're gonna be on our own. It's and a be, gambit. She's playing it's a, a gambit. Total gambit. So it it a little. I mean, versus that, what I just detailed, or well, how are we gonna get Chewie in and you in with it? Well, Han did this. And so I'm going to do the same thing, but this time instead of it being a rock, I'm going to use a real thermal detonator. But that's what Han did, so let's try that. It take the stakes are so different. Yeah, yeah. The stakes are I'm so different. You. you know, you. when you, you think that Leia's like, wow, you make me want to read all of these in detail now because that is. I did. Funny. I did. There's a lot of them in here. A lot of this is fun backstory stuff. Sure, sure. But um, let me get your take on this. But that's my take. That's why that landed I'm with totally a kind a of a thousand, thug. Like, I have nothing to add but but agreement with yeah. that take. It's, yeah, it's, good. It's I, good. I mean, because look, as as much as Luke is my favorite character, I mean, Han's probably up there as well. But Leia is also one of my favorites, and Return of the Jedi in particular is one of those movies where I, love I was so I was old enough now to really see for, Leia for a really long time. That was my favorite Star Wars. Movie. Yes, me too. Yeah, and I, there was something about when Leia pulls off that mask. And it's says, somebody who loves you, as a young man, as a yeah. young burgeoning young man that's now discovering women, I lost my shit. Yeah. And it's probably, I went, that's the woman yeah. I want in my life. And that movie probably has one of my favorite lines in all of Star Wars, which uh, – Yeah, uh, from a know, certain point of view. Is no, that it? No, when Johns and I play um, – 
play uh, Rec Room, which is this VR game. Oh, yeah, yeah. We always use this. You know, we use – like we only talk to each other in like – In Star Wars code. <laughs> in Star Wars quotes. Jo- Johns and I do that as well sometimes. Yeah, and uh, you know, one of my favorite lines is, you know, how we doing, kid? Mm-hmm. You know, same as same all, as always. Uh, that, that bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Leia? I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like it's, it's just great. And you're right. Um, There's so, nothing to see. Anyway, I grew up here. You're gonna die here. I you noticed know? the name of my favorite filmmaker on number twelve. Okay. Uh, we wanted Min Bomb mm-hmm. to evoke Kubrick's Paths of, of Glory, Glory yeah. which is a great film, mm-hmm. and put Han in the most hellish possible war environment. That scene does look like war. Yeah, it's cool. I like that they do Paths of Glory. I think that here's the thing about this. It just occurred to me. It is so risky to put out stuff like this um, in that Mm. for film buffs like us, when you say this scene was always inspired by Paths of Glory, you're inviting criticism right there. I agree. You're inviting them to say you didn't hit it. Right. That's not your – you didn't touch that. Right. I like – I think they did. I, I Okay. How are you going to compare a Star Wars movie to Kubrick? It's right. hard. It's Depending hard, on who you are. And Kubrick, where... Kubrick to me and if people out there like that haven't seen Kubrick, I highly encourage it. Hmm. I think that George Lucas's storytelling style of this kind of grandiose but yet very much about human nature, sometimes very action-packed things. Kubrick is like that. He's actually a good, a good director when it comes to that stuff. He really is. Yeah, yeah. but I mean – I get why he's saying that this this is yeah, but there was a new character. Um, there was another member of the crew. Yes, he did say that. Where uh, Corso was his name? Yeah, uh, the original logic for Corso, who was a rather large man, was that Beckett had lost his muscle and Chewie is a useful replacement. So we wanted uh, Mimbun to evoke Kubrick's path of glory. Originally, there was a fourth member of Beckett's crew, Corso, and some of the shots you can even see him. So he was there. His performance was great, but given the hectic environment, it became confusing to introduce a character we were going to immediately kill off. So the original logic for Corso, who was a rather large man, was that Beckett had lost his muscle and Chewie is a useless, useful replacement. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of notes that he wrote down, huh? There's a lot of notes, and that's – I do like that. Again, I go back to what I originally said. I love reading the making of books. I love the history of making film. It fascinates me. I love the mechanics. I love the nuts and pieces, and I love the development of this. That it, this is what. Look, so a lot of these are excuses. Whether or not you were surprised by Beckett's betrayal, it had thematic inevitability to it. Mm. He's that's an excuse, by the okay. way. This moment was meant to rhyme again. Mm-hmm. You know, this constant idea of the rhyming with Star Wars. The rhyming and the echoes is is an episode I do want to do. Yeah, and let's yeah. do it. Let's do it with the rhyme and the moments in A New Hope when Han returns and saves Luke during the assault on the Death Star. In both movies, the older cynical character reluctantly departs and then the, and then suddenly returns. Right, but Beckett returned because he wanted the shit. He's not returning to help. Right. He's returning for the double cross. Right. So I get it. Beck, it, it with Beckett, it's it's a betrayal with Han. It reveals his heroic nature. I don't know. Uh, these sound like excuses to me. Now, I'm not getting – I didn't get that. Yeah, it's hard. To, you, you don't get that that's an excuse for people that are – No, no, no. I'm not getting Kasdan's point oh, yeah. with Beckett. <laughs> OK, fair enough. I, fair I'm that. really not. I'm not getting yeah. why he is saying – what number was that? It's uh, – uh, it's a 49. 49. So whether or not you were surprised by Beckett's betrayal, it had a thematic inevitability to oh, well, it. It's a, oh, Beckett's betrayal to Han and, and I see. I, I got mean, it. First of all, this is why I'm not that smart. Mm. 
I didn't realize that these are all in in direct order because you, because I've been kind of jumping around them. Yeah, well, it's fun to jump around. A lot of this is nuts and pieces. Not, a lot of this is thematics. But a lot of this is what whole, is. It's kind of like he watched the movie and jotted down notes. In, yeah, in, in chronological order. I, I I'm going back now on that 49 thing. I understand what Kasdan means when he says that Beckett came back and that it has a thematic inevitability to it. Um, the betrayal he is talking about is why. Han comes back to help Luke is that Beckett came back to betray Han, steal his shit, and then ultimately he was going to kill him and Han shot first right. and killed him. I think that what Kasdan is saying is that because of that Beckett experience, he goes back to save Luke. Yeah. I can I can buy that. I mean I, it makes sense. It makes sense. It uh, makes sense. I like, I, look, I again, do like this. Again, like if you have to tell somebody the joke is funny – I think you're you're running that risk with this because when he yeah. says 52 useless factoids, he's really saying 52 reasons you th- you should think the joke is funny. Yeah, I, I I think I'm with you on that because here we are. There are lots of lots of inside baseball references. There's lots and lots of this is what we were thinking about. It's almost like a 52 things that he really wished you guys saw from the movie because then it would have done better. Right. Oh boy. That's what I'm picking up on. Did you read 52? Uh, let me read 52 right 52, now. 52, he's like – this is like – Will stuff. there ever be a sequel? I think this is a great place to start wrapping up the show because yeah, yeah. this is an this interesting is conversation. Is yeah. 52, will there ever be a sequel? Because it really seems like you guys were setting one up. To be honest, I think the challenge has much more to do with the foreign box office than the US. Personally, I think there are great Star Wars movies to be made that don't need to cost quite so much. Excuse Hopefully that will be the trend in the years to come, and maybe, just maybe, that trend will allow us one way or another right. to tell Maybe. more stories with Alden, Junis, Amelia, and, yeah. uh, and Donald. Translation, please give me another chance. I promise I won't make such a bad movie again. With those actors and Ron Howard, I would jump at the with opportunity. With less pressure, with, mm-hmm. less, with less economic pressure. Given the way Hollywood and the culture is at large seem to run from anything labeled a disappointment, the odds seem like they're against it happening wow. anytime soon. Well, honest. But I suppose – Han wouldn't have it any other way. So that is the sign-off from him yeah. basically saying, what about the sequel? Well, he couches this in Hollywood and the culture at large. They run from anything labeled a disappointment. Finger pointing. Yes. It's a little bit of finger pointing. Well, finger pointing because – well, yeah, yeah. He's, he's basically saying this movie didn't make enough money to warrant a sequel. Right. That's what he's saying. And the fact that you all people are shitting on it all the time doesn't help. Right, and that you know, Star Wars fans. But however you land, if we didn't things. have so much economic pressure to make so much money, because it is a Star Wars film, right? And we were allowed to make a, a, like a fun little or, or like a smaller, more heartfelt movie. Mm-hmm. I promise you, it would be better. The, yeah, you know. So it's like if you really want to expand the Star Wars universe, he's basically pitching them on. Let me make an indie Star Wars film, right? Which they're not going to do. <laughs> right. Not right now. They're not going to do that. They're going to put it on the TV series. Right, you know that that's where they're going to go. Yeah, if you yeah, want yeah. smaller scale Star Wars stuff, maybe at ten million an episode for ten episodes that will get you a hundred million dollar production. I think that's where huge, they're going. Great production. Um, then that's what you can do. But here, he wants a sequel. It's not warranting one. Let me tell you something. If Solo made Rogue One numbers, there would be a sequel. Yeah, I agree. there would absolutely be a sequel. If this thing didn't make Rogue One numbers and it hit close right. to a billion, 900 million, this would get a sequel. Yeah. 800 million, 
this would get a sequel. Yeah. We are talking 392 million it's a big worldwide. Yeah. And so when people ask, will there be a sequel, you guys, they brought up Darth Maul. They did introduce the idea of it. We heard rumors that Alden signed up for three pictures. Right. We knew Rogue One was going to be a little tough. I think what could have happened, what Lucasfilm was thinking, I have no – I have zero knowledge of this, source or otherwise. But what I'm thinking is we heard that Felicity Jones had signed on for three pictures, right? right? Well, we know what happened to her. Spoilers for Rogue One, which is even older than Solo. Uh, it's just a safety. They died. They yeah. died. They all died. It's but a safety thing. Here's where I think – And on Collider Live, when the, uh, when the writer was on Collider Live, he said that at one point there was an idea to keep them alive. Right. In, uh, in Rogue there One. There was. And yeah, yeah Chris White's you're, you're, you're referring to. He wrote Rogue One. He did one of the drafts. Uh, I think that in the future of the solo film, which takes place before Rogue One, I think Felicity Jones could have popped in somewhere mm-hmm. with Solo, maybe yeah. just an appearance like a Marvel shared universe where like Captain America shows up for five minutes or Thor shows up and – or Doctor Strange Thor shows up in Thor, Ragnarok, th- those kind of yeah. things. They got um, to like – Star Wars is Star Wars, in, you know, not to be cocky. Star Wars inspires the MCU. Yes, and yes, there could be some cross pollination and some learned things, but Star Wars has always been the film franchise that pushes the narrative medium, the technologically, uh, the uh, the science behind uh, the medium, yeah, um, the science behind franchising, behind ancillary products, behind marketing. Don't like just because the MCU has been kicking your ass doesn't mean you have to like it. To quote. Right, my one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, just because you lost today, kid, doesn't mean you have to like it. Yeah. Okay. Star Wars is getting their butt kicked for yep. the last two years, even though they kicked ass of the Last Jedi. Mm. Like Solo is their first. Like Last Jedi was like the setup punch. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, you're still winning the fight, but you know you took a hit. Yeah. Force Awakens was so positive. You know Han Solo is like you got surprised to the chin and you hit the floor and you got back up. You yeah. got to get back up. Is my yeah, point. but and, I, I think that it's interesting to receive fifty-two f- useless factoids from John Kasdan. Excuses. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I, I'm going to play a little bit devil's advocate again. That's what I was trying to do this whole show to represent both sides of it. I do. I did say I love behind-the-scenes filmmaking. I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah. But I am following this kind of idea here. The fact that Solo did so poorly at the box office. And that this is coming out around the same time as the Blu-ray, I think this is the writer saying, hey, we were really trying to do something special, which is absolutely awesome that they were. Yeah. That this was behind it, but it's also an uh, – this is what's behind it. I wish you guys saw right. – this is what I'm taking. I wish you guys saw you, what I saw. This makes you even more complicit in the crime. Or like, yeah, look, I mean, crime I, is a very extreme hyperbolic thing. Sure. This makes you more complicit in the fact that you didn't do the most that you could have with your opportunity. Yeah, I, I think that which is like not what life go, is all about. I'm not going to go completely in the excuse aisle yeah. for this. I'm going to go with he wanted to share some of the stuff, but he was sharing it because he wanted you know, to know what they were going for okay. and wished you guys went out Would and saw this. Would you agree that at least it has a defensive tone to it? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to agree. I th- okay, I mean, well, let, I, me, let me let me from quote. certain points of views. Yeah, read something. If you felt like it was just a cheap stunt, ah, yes, I do feel that's. I suppose defensive. that's fair, but the truth is, Maul was built into the design of Solo in many subtle ways. 
in case you didn't catch it, he didn't say that. that that's me ad libbing. But anyway, it, it goes on to say, including the name Crimson, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We already read that. That's defensive. I agree with yeah. that because yeah. we it's, – it's obvious he's reading the comments. Yeah. He's reading fan reactions. Yeah. So I well, get it. Well, look um, – I was afraid of this episode. This is episode eight, right? Mm-hmm. The last Jedi of Wula two episodes. Yeah, right. This is when something starts going wrong. But I actually, I, I think we had a great discussion. I think this was a fantastic discussion. Yeah. I think that and no let me matter- get some of my solo stuff out. Yeah, me too. And I yeah. wanted to, I wanted to have a discussion on because I hated the fact that I didn't like it. Me too. And I read some of those things, and I had a problem with the thermal detonator stuff. I had a, a few problems here and there. I do agree with you on that defensive tone with the – if yeah. you didn't see this. But the fact of the matter is Solo landed a bit of a thud in yeah. the, the theaters out there and in the Star Wars universe. And here are 52 facts. Everybody listening at home right now, did you read all of these? We want to hear from you now. Why don't you hit us up on Twitter? Uh, there's going to be a YouTube comment section that you can do because we are filming and recording this. Let us know what you think. Did you like this? Are you kind of, you know, one part of it for me? Filmmaking, love it, love behind the scenes stuff. Do you like that? Are you more with um, Fernand? I'm with you on this too, but with Fernandez, is this defensive? Is this excuses? Is this kind of like not. Like, this is my 52 useless reasons why I missed out on the greatest opportunity of my life. Let me be clear about it. You heard it there. (laughs) So we want to hear from you guys. Drop in those comments, whether it's in the YouTube section or if you go to the Podcast One feed that is on the Collider Jedi Council. Rate, review this, drop in your comments, and get this out there because we thank you for the support. Rule of Two is dropping every Wednesday on the Podcast One Collider Jedi Council feed. I am Darth Rileyus. A.K.A. Yodi, A.K.A. Mark Riley, and you are Mark Fernandez. Mark Fernandez at Mark Fernandez on Twitter and at Riley around on Twitter. We will see you next time on an all new Rule of Two. Do it. May the Force be with you. Rise. Napa know how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply.